Hi there, I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Health Discovered podcast, where we bring you fascinating stories and unique perspectives, like our recent episode on how heart failure can particularly affect women in Black and Hispanic communities. We've documented it time and time again. She was young, she was Black, she was a woman. No one expected her to look like the face of heart failure. When you don't look like what someone expects, that's going to lead to delays in diagnosis. We all have to take this constellation of symptoms, treat it the same each and every time. Whether it's a young person, a Black person, a woman, if someone presents to me with my heart racing and feeling winded, I need to get an echocardiogram 100% of the time, regardless. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin, from makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through October 15th, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through October 15th, only at BJ's. Products and or services which may be advertised during this program are not necessarily endorsed by the program. Welcome back to Prague Watch, my friends. I am Big Tony, your host, and I thank you for coming along for the ride once again. And of course, special thanks to those who continue to support the show at Patreon.com. If you enjoy the show and it has some value to you, I'd ask you to also consider becoming a patron of the Progressive Arts. Find more at Patreon.com forward slash Anthony Rausick or by following the support the show link at the top of the homepage of progwatch.com. So I am very excited to tell you that this week's program is an artist interview and feature show focused on the legendary Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull fame. Longtime listeners probably know that I'm a big fan of Ian and Tull. I did a Tall Family Tree show for Progwatch 531 and was lucky enough to speak with Martin Barr for episode 541 and I've featured the band numerous times over the years in various epics programs, themed specials, and regular variety shows, so this is another of those bucket list programs for me. I'll be playing much of my interview with Ian for you today, interspersed with lots of Tull and Anderson music, but I will be trying not to duplicate too much of the stuff that I already played on previous shows. You can always search for Jethro Tull, or episodes 531 and 541, at progwatch.com to find much more. Also, Ian was promoting the new 40th anniversary edition of the 1980 Jethro Tull album A, which looks and sounds fantastic, so I will be emphasizing that a bit. So without further ado, let's begin. I'll start things off with some great Jethro Tull music, the classic Living in the Past, and then Flying Dale Flyer from the aforementioned 40th Anniversary A reissue. Mm-hmm. 
skies dragging lightly from far down the line No fanfare, just a blip on the screen No quick conclusions, now everything will be fine Short circuit glitch and not what it seems
Once again, that was Living in the Past, a 1969 single for Jethro Tull, which was also included on the 1972 compilation album of the same name. After that, it was a new Stephen Wilson mix of the song Flying Dale Flyer from the lavish 40th anniversary reissue of the 1980 Jethro Tull album A. We'll hear more from and about that new package soon. Right now, let's get into some of my chat with Grammy winner and legendary Jethro Tull singer, musician, composer, and frontman, Ian Anderson. Hello. Hello, it's Ian Anderson here. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, especially since I'm speaking to you right now. <laughs> well, there you go. Not, it's so, a... uh, not so difficult. It was for me, actually, because unfortunately, I've been spent the last five minutes trying to repair my, my headphones because my young cat climbed on the the desk and ripped the headphones out of you know ripped the cord out of my headphones so finally they are working again fantastic and we can, uh, we can do this yeah so uh first let me say it's a real pleasure and an honor to have you on my program yeah it's fantastic to uh, be speaking with you well nice to talk to you too so you've been pretty busy this past year. You have two separate projects, uh, the 40th anniversary of the A album and the book Silent Singing. Well, yes. I mean, I've actually been really, really busy for since last March uh, 2020 when we were forced to curtail any further tours. And, you know, having spent a lot of time setting things up and booking shows and hotels and flights and all of the aspects of the tour the production the rehearsals everything to be uh, to be done then we found ourselves having to reschedule dates first of all later into 2020 and then into 2021 and now we're rescheduling things into 2022 so mm -hmm. in some cases we are we we in most cases we're on the third rescheduling in mm -hmm. some cases the fourth and all of that work has to be done again. It, it's um, it 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 isn't just a question of oh we'll just change the date in the calendar. Right. <laughs> there is an awful lot of stuff you have to actually do all over again because sure. and at the moment we don't. It's very hard to do because we don't really know for sure what airlines are going to be flying to what countries. We have no idea whether we're going to be allowed to travel. Whether there will be COVID restrictions that will make it either impractical or uneconomical for the promoters to do the shows. It's everything is really up in the air. And, um, we have, uh, just to try to be optimistic and take the view that maybe we'll manage to do a few concerts this year and perhaps it won't be back to normal, but we will, we will, uh, learn to live with the, the realities of COVID going on and on and on, which it, it will do in some regard and will affect some people more than others but uh, in our country here in the UK we're, we're doing pretty well the infection rates have come right down and the vaccination program has been very successful and uh, so things are looking pretty good here but they're looking pretty terrible in many countries of Europe and of course in Brazil and Turkey and other uh, places that we're supposed to perform in the uh, things are really bad so Mm -hmm. it, um, it's a, a lot of upheaval, but been certainly keeping busy and doing the uh, working on the box set uh, releases with Warner Music and um, and the lyric book Silent Singing, plus uh, recording a few things for other artists, 
and working a little bit on uh, my own new album. All of these things have kept me pretty busy during the last months and seems like I've I've done an enormous amount of work for which I haven't been paid. <laughs> but that's a sobering thought. Sometimes it's good to be doing these things and um, just doing them in the hope that one day you will get paid for all of the effort. But um, at the moment, not just for me. I mean, I'm, I'm okay. I've got I've got savings, I've got security, but for the band and crew, some of them are really, really struggling to survive. Sure, lots of musicians are right now. Um, you mentioned COVID. Has it hit uh, close close to home personally at all? Any Anybody you know? or? Yeah, well, I, I know some people who've, uh, who've had COVID and been pretty ill. I, I don't personally know anyone... Um, I do. I know one person who's died from COVID, but it, it generally speaking, uh, you know, living outside a major city, we've been fairly lucky here and being sensible and careful when we've had to travel or go anywhere to do supermarket shopping or, you know, do any, anything, you know, you, you, you are able to avoid the worst of it. But there are some people, particularly people in certain professions who you know, are taking their lives in their hands literally to to carry on working. Taxi I was, drivers. yes. Yeah. <laughs> we we never exactly. got shut down over here, so yeah, I worked through the whole thing. Mm. And in the beginning, it was well, kind of crazy because people were like hoarding stuff, and you know, it was they were just doing exactly what you shouldn't be doing. You know, gathering in large crowds. No one had masks on at that point. You know, I just uh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, if this was more uh, deadly, I think we really would have been in trouble. You know. Yes, well, the uh, the death toll in in the USA has been absolutely frightening, and uh, right at the moment in uh, India, amongst other countries, things are getting really bad again, and um, death tolls are at their highest ever in several European countries right now. Right. So uh, it's not as if we are universally looking in a, a better state than we were in, in many countries it is worse now than it was last april may june july when the first wave was really hitting so you know we're, we're relatively fortunate in the usa and the uk that we are moving back to uh, relatively low levels of infection and hospitals are able to cater for routine surgery and routine admissions again for people who perhaps have been waiting for 12 months for some routine surgery but there's not been a bed free so right you know we, we can only hope that the rest of the world manages to catch up but the usa and the uk our vaccine program is way ahead of most european countries for example and that's their fault unfortunately they just were very very slow to put in their orders and pay the money and and uh, hedge their bets by 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 purchasing a number of different vaccines not knowing right. at that point which ones would be uh, successful which would be available on time and so the uk was was way ahead of uh, many other countries and uh, and the us thanks to uh, i suppose your new president more than anything else has really managed to ramp up the the vaccination program and we hope that in the us and in the uk in the months to come that there will be concerts that will be safe for people to attend because that's yes. the main issue it's not just about doing it because you can it's you do it because there is a 
very, very low risk attached to doing it for your audience. And that's my responsibility. I don't want to undertake anything just for personal gain if I feel that there is a any meaningful level of risk for an audience coming to a show. So I have to make my own judgment call on that. Right, right. So uh, can we talk a bit about the A anniversary edition? Sure. I received it and uh, read the book. Uh, it's a it's a fantastic production. It's really quite uh, extravagant, I guess is a, is a good word or lavish, whatever you want to say. Um, three three audio discs, three DVDs. The book is over a hundred pages. Um, can you just talk a little bit about that? Well, it's the uh, it's the work of uh, the project special project manager at Warner Music in London, a guy called Tim Chaxfield. He used to work for EMI before that, and he and I go back quite a long way. And he he above all is is a, a huge music fan, and uh, the perfect guy to be leading a major record company to exploit in a an artistic and creative way the vast asset value of their catalog <laughs> and you go back 20 years record companies never thought about catalog it was just something that sold by itself you know mm -hmm. and, and they, they've had to change their minds dramatically particularly during the last 10 years so now the the benefit to audiences and fans throughout the world is that most artists who have a, a big catalog are having uh, a lot of lavish attention paid to presenting that in uh, a more extravagant way for the real hardcore fans in terms of quality and and variety. And uh, Jethro Tull has been engaged in that for the last 10 years or so, and Stephen Wilson has been doing the remixes of uh, all of that box set material. Mm -hmm. not, not all of it, but most of it. So Jacko Jaxic, uh, the, these days... Uh, guitar player and singer of King Crimson. He he also has been working on remixes of some of the material, the live material particularly. So, yeah, we, we've um, we've been very busy doing that, and I think it's all for the benefit of the fans. And my part in it is is uh, not inconsiderable, but I have to, you know, give credit where credit's due. It's it's primarily driven by the resourcefulness of Tim Chaxfield and his uh, small team of helpers who research and go through everything and listen to countless tapes and and uh, and work on the presentation of the uh, of the box set uh, reissues which are usually around some anniversary whether it's 40 years or soon to be 50 years so mm. it um, it's it's really credit to them record companies are you know a safe safe pair of hands really for artists catalog these days in a way that they weren't a couple of decades ago okay so uh you mentioned they need the money okay. they need the money <laughs> in the digital age absolutely you know, the, uh, uh, they they now grasp firmly with both clutching hands uh, 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 a few a few cents of profit whereas they couldn't be bothered 20 years ago it didn't seem that important now anything that is profitable even to a modest degree you got to go for because you've got the rent to pay and uh it's uh, made everybody sharpen up their their uh, business practice a great deal right before we take a short break let's listen to one more tall tale farm on the freeway from the crest of a nave album
two strand topped with barbed wire Laid by the father for the son Good shelter down there on the valley floor Down by where the sweet stream runs
They forgot they told us what this old land was for Wrote two tons, the acre boy, between the stones This was no South Fork, it wasn't a Ponderosa But it was the place that I called home They say they gave me compensation well, That's not what I'm chasing I was a rich man before yesterday I put out one with a million dollars on a pickup truck When I left my farm under the freeway Once again, that was Farm on the Freeway by Jethro Tull from the Crest of a Knave album released in 1987. The album which stirred up a little controversy when it won the first ever Grammy Award for Best Hard Rock Slash Metal Performance Vocal or Instrumental in 1989, beating out Metallica's And Justice for All, which was widely expected to take the award. Stay with me through this short break to hear more of my chat with Ian Anderson and more great tall and solo music. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through October 15th, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through October 15th, only at BJ's. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's do a few more tall tunes before we listen to some more of my chat with Ian Anderson. First up, 4WD, low ratio, from the A 40th anniversary package, which I'll send out with an IBY. To my cousin Frank, or Bud, who first turned me on to the A album approximately 35 years ago. Then I'll go straight into Something's on the Move from the preceding Tall album, Stormwatch.
mask follows reindeer down Then spreading fingers seek to embrace the still warm bundles The puddle on the doorsteps of a white man What we just heard was Something's on the Move from the 1979 Jethro Tull studio album Stormwatch. Before that, it was 4WD Low Ratio from the new 40th anniversary edition of the A album, sent out to my beloved cousin, who's always been more like a brother to me. Anyway, now let's get into some more of my chat with Ian Anderson, in which he speaks of working with Stephen Wilson, remixing and remastering aging tapes, and bonus tracks. You mentioned Mr. Wilson. You must enjoy what he does with your material because you've worked with him so many times. Is uh, what's it like to turn over your your babies more or less and uh, entrust them to someone else's hands like that? Well, Stephen is a um, again a music fan, and he knows a lot about Jethro Tull's music from the early days, and he listened very carefully to the original mixes and tries to first of all lay everything out pretty much as it was and then work on the individual tracks to clean everything up and make it make the resultant sound quality more transparent and more punchy which uh, in the digital domain you are able to do in a way that you couldn't purely with analog tape mm -hmm. as it was so it's not that he radically changes anything it just has a great deal more uh, transparency and, and articulation in terms of quality of sound and uh, I know the way he works he knows the way I work and so you know he works on some rough mixes I listen to it he refines it I listen again and uh, <clears throat> usually then I go to his studio to, to listen to the final result and there's still the opportunity to make any little changes but you know, we 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 uh, we we've, it's an easy an easy way of working. He's about to start on later this year. Start on the uh, Broadsword and the Beast album, which is a, an even more lavish collection of music than anything we've put out bef 
before as a as a box set because there's an enormous amount of material from 1981 as well as 1982 when the album was finally released a lot of material that uh, has been um discovered in the tape vaults and i really didn't pay enough attention to all that stuff when i had all the tapes in my, in my own tape store i just uh, you know, I, a lot of the time I was too 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 uh, involved in new projects to be thinking about uh, the the outtakes and the songs that I assumed were either incomplete or just demos. Um, but uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that I'd almost forgotten about that we'd actually recorded. And I mean, songs are familiar enough. The music is familiar enough to me when I hear it again. It's just uh, I didn't didn't realize they they still existed in a in a in a a form that would make them worthy of being uh, presented to the to the music fan base. But uh, there we go. I'm surprised every time we we managed to uncover a few more things to justify the the uh, the, the final result. I think a lot of artists probably suffer from that. You're most interested in what you're doing currently, and you figure uh, old stuff, you know, perhaps uh, you didn't think it was good enough at the time, or, yeah, it's laying there incomplete, and don't find any real reason to go back to it when you're focused on what you're doing at the moment. Yeah, well, you have to make decisions at the time based on, you know, maybe you've got 20 songs and only room on a on a vinyl album, as it was then, for 10. Sure. And... um and you have to make some decisions. It doesn't necessarily, they're, they're not good songs, but you just have to finally make choices based on what hangs together as, a, uh, as an album. You know, it might be a great song, but it doesn't seem to fit with the others. Mm-hmm. And, and then you get the, the issues of, of uh, uh, perhaps technical reasons that you think something is a little bit, maybe not up to, not up to scratch. And... You, you know, there's no point in lamenting any of those decisions. They say it's tough, tough choices you have to make. And as a record producer, I, I have to make those choices. And I think I, generally speaking, think that the albums as they were originally released were the best album that could be put together out of the material that was there to hand. Just like, you know, maybe you have two or three takes of a song. You, you've got to say, this is the one that's going to be the master. Mm-hmm. And you, you make that choice and you stick with it. And I, I'm actually one of those people who hate to have lots and lots of outtakes. Well, the way I work, and I've always worked this way, is to try really only to to have one clear master version of the song. And then we, we finish that, we complete it. And I, I don't I don't like to do alternative mixes or work on alternative takes. I, I, I like making decisions and sticking with it. You know, I think life is like that. You know, you have to you come to a crossroads ahead of you, you have to go left or you have to go right. You can't you can't do both. You've right. got to make choices. And mm-hmm. there are lots of people who put off the choices. They they don't like to they, they think, well I'll I'll make a final decision later. The the longer you leave it, the harder that making the decision becomes. So I, I tend to make those choices as I go along and uh, and live with them. So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the audio. I mean, I think Stephen did a fantastic job. I think Mark Cranny's drums sound fabulous on, on the A anniversary package. They just sound so big and deep and full. Everything sounds great. Um, and I, I thought the, 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 the Yeah, the, the, the word, I'll just, just comment on that. Sure. There were particular problems with the recording of the A album. We were working with a, a new batch of, uh, of uh, 
two-inch multi-track tape. And uh, it was a very thin tape, which meant, you know, you could get a lot of tape on a reel and play yeah. time. But it was very thin, and it wasn't. It proved not to be very durable. And on some of the tracks, we were noticing as we were working on the album that the the tape was shedding oxide, mm. um, meaning that a lot of high frequencies were disappearing every time you you, you ran the tape through the uh, the rollers and capstans. It was losing. Uh, it was losing the tape. You know, the actual oxide was coming off the backing, mm -hmm. and and so we were really worried about getting it finished and and having enough of a of the quality of the sound still there to work with and there were some you know some tracks that that were more greatly affected than others and it perhaps more than any other in instrument you know the drums were the ones that suffered the most uh, as a result you know the crispness and the punch of the drums were it was 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 sometimes uh, beginning to be a problem but uh, when the tapes were baked um, to, to re-glue the oxide to the backing hmm. prior to transferring to digital, then that, that um, left you know, something stable that, that uh, Stephen could work with in terms of uh, rebuilding the sound and uh, reinforcing the frequencies that were, in some cases, a bit lacking. So, um, you know, it was, um, it, it, uh, it was definitely a, a, big, a big improvement. Uh, as a result of strangely leaving the tape sitting doing absolutely nothing for 40 years yeah <laughs> they uh, they were salvageable and uh, and the result is a, a much better one than we had at the time sounds a bit harrowing baking the tape <laughs> well we didn't we didn't know about that stuff back then that was something that only came about with archiving tapes and they realized that by a, a, at a certain temperature for a certain number of hours it would soften the uh, the, the the tape and almost re-glue the oxide to the the backing of the tape so it was stable to to play maybe only once more mm. but during that once more you could transfer it to 24-bit digital, digital and yeah. uh, breathe a sigh of relief if everything was was uh, still in place at the time yeah. so yeah but we didn't know about we didn't know about that process back in in uh, 1979 or 1980 it was um it was uh, something that it really only came about with the the remixing and the archiving of tapes in the perhaps in the 90s that became a trick that could be used to try and stabilize deteriorating old tapes but mm -hmm. it's, it's a short term fix it it's uh, as i say you it gives you a chance um and uh, you've got to grab that chance when the tape is stable to pass through the machine again without it falling to bits even more mm. So there we go. Anyway, that's that's that. Yeah. And um, yeah. So yeah, Stephen Wilson is about to uh, um, have to cope with the enormity of the the broadsword tapes in a few months' time when he starts work on that. So uh, I didn't. I mean, in the book, I learned some very interesting things, and I didn't know your son James, who provided the child's voice on batteries, not include, included. Uh, later, played drums with you. Uh, what's he up to now? Well, he left uh, when he finished university. He came straight to work for me. First of all, um, you know, he did did pretty much every job on tour. He, you know, from being a drum roadie to a um, stage manager, monitor engineer, doing the lights, production manager. So he he learned that he learned the whole aspect of live touring, and then the administrative stuff. When our agent in the UK 
and well everywhere except in the USA we, we had an agent called Kenny Bell who who uh, worked with Jethro Tull since 1969 and um, when he retired uh, being quite an old man he um, you know put forward a couple of people he thought could take the job on but I said to my son well why don't you learn this job you know you, you know about all the other things so he uh, became my agent and these days takes on quite a lot of the management chores and the administrative work of um, not only booking tours and concerts and, and being a concert promoter. Uh, he um, is involved in a lot of the the aspects of managing the whole catalogue and repertoire of Jethro Tull and working out, particularly in the digital age, you know, ways of... Um, of uh, operating that perhaps weren't available just a few years ago. So he's he's very much part of the the team, my right hand man, and uh, he doesn't live too far away. So we do meet up fairly regularly, albeit uh, in the last months um, not very not very close up and personal. Yeah. But you know we can shout at each other across a an outdoor open space. Yeah, as a father, I'm I'm sure that makes you very proud and happy to have that kind of relationship yes well i, I have that relationship with, with my son with my daughter Your daughter uh, gail right particularly yeah. particularly my my wife because so she's worked with me since 1974 73 in fact and uh, you know we are a working family you know we we uh, we've worked together all those years and uh, she is one of the very few lady rock and roll tour accounts and she's done many many years of touring in the USA and handling all the financial aspects and the settlements with promoters. And, um, so, uh, she's, she's, uh, she'd been, you know, part of, part of that, that world, that intense world of being on tour. And, you know, we share an office, um, have done for years and years and years. And it, uh, is a good relationship when you, you know, when you actually, it's a very symbiotic relationship to work together and you know i enjoy that particularly with my son and my wife and um and of course then the other band musicians most of whom i've been playing with for about 15 years and so we you know we are also you know it feels like you're part of a team mm -hmm. a family yeah <laughs> let's do one more musical selection before we take another short break this is Fallen on Hard Times from the 1982 Jethro Tull album, The Broadsword and the Beast. Come clean for once and hit 
Once again, that was Fallen on Hard Times by Jethro Tull from their 1982 album, The Broadsword and the Beast. Stay tuned for more great music and the rest of my chat with Ian Anderson. The vinyl may be gone. The album art may be a JPEG. Radio lives on forever. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through October 15th, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through October 15th, only at BJ's. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's start the final segment of the show with some live Jethro Tull music. First up, a previously unreleased live version of the A album song Black Sunday, again mixed and mastered by Stephen Wilson. After that, a live version of Thick as a Brick, which was included on the 25th anniversary edition of the classic album of the same name.
was one day I would change for a Monday With freezing rings melting and no trains running And sad eyes passing windows flimsy And my seat rocking for legs not going matching Got passport credit cards, a plane that I'm catching Like Sunday falls one day too soon the taxi that takes me will be moving so quickly My suitcase is simply too full for the closing The pastures and kisses all packed in the hurry To best and paper bags chosen at random Sign of salespersons to whom I might have them Black Sunday falls one day too soon Sorry, our sound was leaving. 
one day too soon Tomorrow is the one day I will change for a Monday With freezing rains melting the no trains running Sad eyes passing you with those bruising But my seat rocking for the next love voice Matching on my score, credit cards Blame when I'm catching Next Sunday, now one day too soon Thank you very much. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Nice to see you. I trust everyone's feeling well. Well? Jolly good. That was a song from our most recent album, eh? Thank you very much and welcome. Well, good evening, good evening. Welcome to New York. That's a silly thing to say, I suppose you live here anyway, but never mind. Gonna start with one that you may well know. Cast your minds back, if you will, to 1972 or thereabouts and spot the tune. Really don't mind if you sit this one out My words but a whisper, you deafness ain't shouting I may make you feel, but I can't make you think Your sperm's in the gutter, your love's in the sink Saw you ride yourselves over the fields And you make all your animal deals And your wise men don't know how it feels yes. To be thick as a brick And the sandcastle virtues are all swept away hey. In the tidal destruction, the moral melee hey. The elastic retreat brings a close of play hey. As the last wave uncovers the new-fangled way hey. But you need shoes and warm water to heels And your son's hand is randomly heels And your wine's been talking about how it feels To be thick as a brick So far away I'm a bad dream that I just did 
shake your hand, yes. He said it's a shame.
Are you riding yourselves over the fields? And you make all your animals And the wise men don't know how it feels. Yes, all oh, to be thick as a. Once again, what we just heard was Thick as a Brick, recorded live at Madison Square Garden in New York in 1978. Before that, it was Black Sunday, recorded live at the L.A. Sport Arena during one of the final two shows of the A album tour in 1980. Now let's finish up my chat with Ian Anderson. Last year on the big interview with Dan Rather, you, re you revealed that you're suffering from COPD. Uh, has that been compromising your ability to sing and play at all? Um, it, it, it was having an effect, which is what took me to uh, a specialist to find out what was going on. But, um, I, I've learned to, to live with it during 2019. In fact, 2019 and 2020 are the first time in my life I've gone two years without getting sick and without having, um, you know, bad chest infections and bronchial problems that, that um, knowing about it and then being better able to manage my my uh, life and resources has, has been a big help so it you know to, to say that I'm suffering from COPD would not be would not be true I'm not suffering really at all but it's there and it's not going to go away it will only get worse in time but uh, for the moment I test myself every so often by playing some particularly elaborate flute passage of music that is mm -hmm. the limits of what I can do the limits of what I could do when I when I when I wrote it you know 20 odd years ago right. but it's a particularly testing piece of music to play and if I can get through that without having to take a breath then I, I know I'm not you know I'm not in bad shape so um, and, and and I think controlling myself and working on breathing and working on posture has helped me a lot last year well the year before um, so I think things have probably got better rather than worse, but um, I live with that certain knowledge that, you know, my, as I said, my days are numbered, but they're partly numbered because I'm 73 years old. I can't expect to go on forever. Right. All of our but, days you know, are numbered. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, in, 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 a, in an optimistic way, I would hope to have a good few years ahead of me as a performing artist if, uh, if I'm allowed to, to be one. Yeah. But at the moment, that's just not on the cards. So, uh, any new music in the works? What you know? What's going on there? You mentioned it earlier, I believe. Yeah, I'm seventy percent through a, a new album, and uh, from time to time, work on that, and uh, been playing on a lot of other people's records, and um, generally trying to keep active as a musician. But I have to say that it's it's hard to have the enthusiasm that you would have if you knew there was an outlet for it that, that meant, you know, 8 p.m. you walked out onto a stage and performed it live to an audience. That, that seems to be the justification for really everything. And to work in the isolation of simply recording something 
that you can't then take out to the public. It seems uh, it seems sometimes hard to have the 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 energy and enthusiasm to do it. Just uh, have to once hope, I huh? do it, yeah. yeah well, once I once I get involved in something, then I, you know, that that the the, the ball starts rolling and the energy is there. But um, it's sometimes easier when you if some if you promise to perform on somebody else's record and and you know they're waiting for the the, the master part you're going to send them um, to incorporate into their music, then th there is a bit more discipline sets in. It's sometimes easier when you have the commitment you've made to somebody else to, to play on their music than it is to do on your own when you can always keep putting it off. Say, oh, I'll, 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 uh, I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, that's, but that's human nature, I suppose. Yeah. Is that a tall album or a, a solo album? Now, people ask me that. There's, there's, there's no difference in my mind as, as to, At this point, as to yeah. what it is. But I think it will probably be released as a Jethro Tull album. Okay. Since the, um, all but one member of the band, who is a, a more recent um, addition, uh, they've been with me for 15 years. And that's, um, you know, so that, that's longer than, than most band lineups of Jethro Tull. And so I, I, you know, I feel, given that when we go out on tour, if we're playing... Uh, Jethro Tull repertoire, if that's the nature of the concert, then I would call it Jethro Tull. If I was going out and doing something that was more, um, how could I put it, you know, something that was uh, not Tull repertoire or clearly in a very different context, then I would be doing it as Ian Anderson. You know, I, I just got an invitation, a, a, a re-invitation to, to perform at the Vatican next year. Uh, or this coming Christmas. Oh, wonderful. And um, um, and when I do that, I'll be performing with an orchestra and with another classical musician. So I wouldn't call that Jethro Tull because it, no. it wouldn't, that would obviously not be the case. It would just be me and some other people. But uh, the concerts we have scheduled for this year, all of them were actually billed as Jethro Tull because they were all, or any of them that still might happen, are all... Um, Jethro Tull repertoire. Sure. Um, so that that's an easy an easy decision to make. Okay. So uh, anything else? Uh, not really. No, I've got my uh, colonoscopy coming up in June. Oh, and, wonderful! Uh, <laughs> visit to the dentist <laughs> next month, and uh, and my uh, my second dose of vaccine uh, in nine days time i have mine that's in about the, 20 the, the, so yeah the, 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 those are the pressing medical issues that uh, that um you know I'm, I'm one of those people who has a terror of white coats and oh, me too and me too and anything like that i mean i just hate all that stuff so same here i'm they you know when it, i i am brave when it comes to the moment you know i shall bear my buttocks for my colonoscopy um which is a just a precautionary thing every so often unfortunately yeah. my my brother passed away some years ago from colon cancer and sorry to hear that certain raised uh, level of risk so i i go and uh, i go and meet the rubber snake every <laughs> two or three years we are intimately intimately entwined yeah i would say well uh yeah i think the older you get the more you have to uh just accept the fact that you're gonna have to make peace with those white coats a little bit if you want to get older still you know um, yeah that's yeah. it well i'm at the moment my 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 uh my, i've only just taken my arm out of a sling i damaged my 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 arm and my wrist 
uh, last week attempting uh, attempting to do my own uh, prostate exam. And, uh, <laughs> I, shall, I shall leave it to somebody else next time. Anyway, good Fantastic. to talk to you and uh, hope to see you sometime uh, in the not too distant future. Oh, yeah. If you're coming anywhere near me, I'll be there. Uh, yeah, I've seen you many, many, many times. So, uh, yeah, it's been a real thrill to talk to you and I really appreciate it. Great. Good to talk to you, too. Take care now. Yeah, Bye-bye. you too. Bye. We have time for one more musical selection, so let's listen now to What Ifs, Maybes, and Might Have Beens from Ian Anderson's solo album, Thick as a Brick 2. We almost wonder now and then If things are turned out, we'll just plain different Chance path taken, page unturned our brief encounter blossomed splintered Might I have been the man of courage Brave upon life's battlefield Captain Commerce, high-flown banker Head in a stink, found at heel A Puritan of moral fiber Voice raised in praise, magnificent Rested in assured repose Knowing my lot's in quiet content What ifs, maybes, and might have beens Fly soft petals on a breeze What ifs, maybes, and might have beens Why not perhaps and wait and seize Suited, brave in adventure, soldiers wicked, velvet touch, and lips are centered, tossing hair, teeth held in laughing, imagine little summers never ending, winter nights, the sci-fi roaring, touched by madness and filled with fondness, kissed by love, love without pain. What is maybe's Deals. 
And your wise man don't know how it feels To be thick as a brick too Once again, that was What Ifs, Maybes, and Might Have Beens from Ian Anderson's solo album, Thick as a Brick 2, released in 2012. I hope you enjoyed this artist interview and feature program on Ian Anderson and Jethro Tull, and I hope you will check out the new 40th anniversary box set of the A album. It has three audio CDs, including the remixed studio album and associated bonus tracks, and the complete live set from the attendant tour, all with special guest Eddie Jobson. There are also three DVDs, two of which include surround sound mixes of all the audio I just described, and the third comprised of the Slipstream video, which was produced after the tour. Slipstream is a revolutionary long-form music video, again with the audio remixed by Stephen Wilson, which I found to be a very enjoyable chronicle of an interesting period in the band, and it was quite fun to see Ian in his heyday. The guy truly was one of the greatest frontmen in the history of progressive rock, in my opinion. The new 40th Anniversary A package also includes a book of over 100 pages, chock full of all kinds of great information and photos for the tall aficionado. I definitely recommend you check it out if you're a real fan of the band. Well, I'm all out of time for this week, so until next time, be well and prog on, my friends. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.